I had a long conversation with Rapunzel. I have a big beard. You know, people on the podcast don't get to see that. And, <laughs> and I, put, I put beard ornaments in my oh, beard. Oh, you do? I've heard. I, you know, I just <laughs> saw it on Shark Tank the other day. Yeah. Oh, but oh, but Brett, people from the podcast are going to see it now because we need a photo of that yeah, to, uh, to put do. out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast. And, you know, we say it on every show that if you listen and you want to come on, we're always looking for guests. And today we've got someone who listens to the show and reached out and wanted to share their cruising experience. And we're excited to have him on. So let me start by welcoming our guest to the show, Brett. Welcome, Brett. Thank you. It's great to be on with you all. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. And we've got a fun episode today because we're going to be talking about not one, but two cruises back to back, both of them very merry time. So that's also a bonus. So lots to talk about about your cruises today, Brett. But let's start with, we always like to start with folks' Disney backgrounds and their cruising backgrounds. And so why don't we start with, Brett, how many cruises have you been on and, and what's your experience been like with Disney Cruise Line? Yeah. So I've been on for Disney cruises. This was our fourth and fifth. So yay, we're gold now. Um, yay, <laughs> yeah, um, as we'll probably talk about, that's the joy of doing a back-to-back is you kind of get credit for a longer cruise, but you get two two credits for that. But yeah, and so we cruised two other, well, one other cruise line, Princess Cruise Line, out of when I got married in an Alaskan cruise and then a Caribbean on Princess. So, but have been DCL since I guess 2017 and, you know, haven't really looked back, uh, even though some of your podcasts now with some of the uh, other ships. I'm like, oh, this is intriguing, but it's kind of hard to step away from from Disney. Yes. I think all of our guests who have stepped away from Disney have a moment of regret. We've had a few that have said, you know, I, I like this other thing, but I'll go back to Disney too. So it's always it's always hard when Mickey's staring you down. You know, where, have you, where have you been, pal? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Disney's okay if you want to spend money other places. They'll just find ways to get more money from you the time that you do show up. <laughs> Let's buy more spirit jerseys. <laughs> so tell us who you were sailing with for this back-to-back Very Maritime experience. Well, we had a crazy crew. In fact, that's what one of the hosts of the karaoke night, she was like, your family is crazy. And we were like, yes, we are. So we had 14 family members. So my mom and dad who are in their 70s. And then I have two older brothers, their families. And on the three night, we actually wrote some of our new neighbors in to go with us. And we love bringing new people to get them to experience what we love so much. And they were just enthralled by everything. They had a, a five-year-old daughter who, you know, she can't stop talking about it now. So the first cruise, the three night was 18 people and then 14 on the four night. Now, did you plan this on your own or did you go through a, a travel agent? Yeah, we planned it. Uh, my older brother and I do that together. We kind of have a system and I don't know, we're, we're type A personalities. So leaving it up to somebody else always worries us, <laughs> even though there are great people that do it. So yeah, we planned it. That was my neighbor. She was like, I just get anxious about planning something this big. And I was like, don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to take care of it. You're just going to, I'm going to tell you when to log in. I'm going to tell you what to do. And when she got there, she was like, oh my gosh, this was so easy. Thanks for doing it the way you did. So it, it went really, really well. I would say it was 
you know, extremely smooth with all the additions to everything, you know, with testing and everything else. It was it was really smooth. Yeah. And you, I'm sure you had everybody's reservations linked together, too, for for booking. Is that right? Yeah, we did. We did, which helped with dining, making sure everybody would be not at the same table, but if we were close together. Yeah, I'm not sure they have a 18 top in any nope. of the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. No, they did do the 14 of us together on the second cruise. So, and and we were able to keep the same servers, which was really nice. What about, I'm curious about your rooms. Did you get a block of rooms all together or were you just all over the ship? No, we did. So 9534 through 9542. And, and what was awesome is, you know, sometimes the balconies won't that you're not able to open up to each other. But that room segment, all of us were able to open the balconies up. So, you know, we could just go out on the balcony and walk down to my parents' room, three doors down or whatever we needed. You had basically one whole side of the ship at that point. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. It was a lot of fun. You know, just the the kids could kind of go in and out. Our neighbors, the first one, the three night, they were connected to us indoors too. So that was always fun to just be able to open up those doors and have each other, you know, side by side. And the second cruise, that was obviously closed off. Yeah, we should. So we should actually provide some context here for folks because we skipped ahead, I think, a little bit, which is just that, Brett, you were on two cruises. They were back to back. Both were on the dream. First one left on December 17th. Second one left on December 20th. And uh, one was the first was a three night sailing. Second was a four night. And they called on Nassau and Castaway. Did I get all of that? Right. You got all of it. Yeah. Awesome. And they were very maritime cruises. Now I'm curious with 18 people, did you link all of your reservations together? And did that cause any sort of worry leading into the cruise with all the COVID stuff going on? Or or did you leave the reservations unlinked? No, we did link them. There were a couple problems that we had to call in about because when you have so many people, when you're booking excursions or whatever you want on board, you can only have a certain number from what I understand to click on. So like some of the people when we were booking Palo for the Fortnite weren't we weren't able to click on them to add them to the reservation. And they said it's just because once you hit a certain number connected in the rooms, you're not going to see everybody to be able to click on them, if that makes sense. But everything else was really easy with it. I mean, were you worried at all that if someone tested positive pre-cruise, the whole thing gets sunk? Or how are you, how are you, th- how are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah, we were, we were a little worried. Worried enough to... We tested beforehand, before we left. So we were a little at ease when we tested at the port, knowing that just three days before we were you know, all tested negative. But Yes, that was a concern. So for just a tip for any of our listeners who haven't heard us talk about this on a previous show, if you have a linked reservation to another stateroom, Disney presumes that you are essentially one party or one family. And so if one person in either stateroom tests positive, the entire group are going to not be allowed to sail typically. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I've been seeing some things in the Facebook groups and elsewhere that suggest that Disney might have a, a little bit more nuanced practice in this way. That was not their practice when I was preparing to sail on the fantasy over the summer and a party that we were traveling with who lived in a completely different state. We were not having contact with them pre-cruise, tested positive before the cruise, and we had a lot of work to do in advance to delink those reservations so that we could still sail. So mileage may vary there, but I think larger parties just, you know, recognize that there are some hurdles to overcome if folks test positive before your cruise. It could create a lot of extra work. 
that's the reason I sort of asked up front whether Brett had used a travel agent or not, because sometimes they can do that work for you. But well, so Brett, let's talk about pre-cruise a little bit. Did you head down to Orlando early and where did you stay? Yeah, so we uh, flew down. Actually, that was another fun thing of just all flying together. You know, 14 of us, one group drove down and then that our four neighbors. And then we stay at Port Canaveral. Um, they had a new hotel, the Spring Hill Suites. We used to stay at the Radisson at the port. And we have a tradition... I don't, you know, I feel bad saying it on here because I don't want everybody to go just because, you know, it get crowded. But we have a tradition of going to fish lips beforehand and uh, getting some of their shrimp nachos. That's, you know, some of our favorite (laughs) things to do. And then, and then hop on, you know, the next day. So everything went great for that. We had to, we did get rental cars. We had two vans and, you know, drove from Orlando to Port Canaveral. But it, it, you know, as, as far as things go, it went really smoothly. Well, I'm curious. The uh, we always get asked where to stay at Port Canaveral, and so how was the hotel experience where you stayed? It was great. Uh, we really enjoyed it. The hallway we were on, you go to the far end, and so that morning we got all the kids and we ran down the hallway and looked out the big window to see the ship uh, in port, and especially the family that this was their first time cruising. They were just so excited, and so th- it was just a neat little added bonus to be able to see see the ship from the hotel. That's really fun. Did you guys stay one night or two nights? And and did you get to spend any time at the beach there? Just the one night. So we got in, pretty much got in, went to dinner, came back, went to bed, got up and uh, we had the earliest port arrival time. So not too much time to just kind of hang out. We like to give gifts uh, to each other before we go. And whether that's, you know, door decks or, you know, whatever that may be. And so we did that the night before, but no beach. And the rental cars, did you, so you drove them out to the port. Did you return, did you like drop folks off at the port and then return those? And how was, how was the experience, I guess? Yeah, we actually just, we decided to go ahead and rent them for the, the week. And so we parked in the parking garage and left them there. Yeah. I find that that makes the getting back much easier. Easier. Yeah. It's a big expense, but when you're going with a group of that size too, it's probably a lot easier to just have them waiting for you there. And so embarkation day arrives and how was the experience getting on board and going through all of the the testing at the port? Did, did everything work pretty smoothly for you? Yeah. Everything that you all have said before was, I mean, it was exactly the same. I will say we did arrive a little bit early because we always jumped the gun to how long it's going to take to get to get there. And so we're pulling up and I'm like, we're going to get turned away. We're going to get turned away. And I mean, granted, it was, I think, 1045 is when we were supposed to be there. We got there at like 1040 and they were fine. We went right in, got tested. You know, they did a great job because we had people from different rooms in different cars. So they did a great job of, of understanding who needs to go, you know. So the testing went really well. Um, I thought they had a great system for that. And then you just, as you all know, we sat on pins and needles until... <laughs> <laughs> until we got the all clear to sail and then everybody jumps out of the cars and runs to the terminal. Yeah, I I found the parking garage has turned into almost like a tailgating atmosphere. It really is. <laughs> Which is kind of fun in its own way. It's kind of fun. I'm I'm curious, did you have any problems getting testing before the cruise or did anyone did, were you traveling with kiddos who had to get tested pre-cruise and did you have any problems getting the testing done? So, we even though it's not until January 13th for the 5 to 12 being vaccinated, we had one five-year-old and then the next youngest was my eight-year-old. Went ahead and had them totally vaccinated. My daughter was the day before she couldn't, you know, she would have to get the PCR test. We got her second vaccine. So so everybody was vaccinated and all we had to do was the, the rapid test at the port. Nice. That makes it for 
obviously makes it just a lot easier. Our son, he's now fully vaccinated, but when we last sailed, he was not. So he still had to go through that testing. Wait, and did, did you say there that your daughter was close enough in time that you were like rubbing right up against the deadline? Uh, and I'm, I'm just, curi- I'm just, curi- yeah, I'm curious how that went with the uploading of the documentation, all that stuff. Because I was, we were almost there, and I was like, oh, but can we upload his documentation like two days before, and it will still be okay? And so, yeah, did everything run smoothly there? It did. So it was. So we, you know, sailed on Friday the seventeenth. So it was, I guess, the um, the third, the third, <laughs> um, right, the fourteen yeah, days. Um, yeah, that. So when she got her second test, then I could upload her her vaccination card to Safe Passages, um, and that's all we had to do. Oh, so even though the fourteen days hadn't passed yet, because the fourteen days were going to pass, you were okay. Correct. So I had called Safe Passages multiple times just to make be sure. We also, you know. You see everything, all the new news they put on there for on the website, uh, know before you go. The way we read it, we were like, okay, they're good if they're vaccinated, even though they're under 12. But we were kind of leery of whether that was going to be true or not. But it was. They they were like, yeah, as long as they are two weeks prior to the time, you know, their second shot two weeks prior from your embarkation, you're good to go. You've highlighted something that we keep telling people over and over again. Read everything. Read that no before you go because it has changed multiple times. And from the time you book to the time you sail, it is likely that it will have changed. Well, and if you've read before, read again. Like I read that website two or three times before every sailing because as Sam pointed out, it it changes. It's just changing all the time. So you get through all the check-in process. You're boarding the ship, right? Is this your first cruise back since they restarted sailing or have you been on before? No, this was this was the first cruise back since sailing. And as you all have said, there's so many emotions that that kind of go over you <laughs> when you get to walk through the Mickey ears. And then we we are like we said, we're a pretty crazy family. And we started a, not a tradition. I don't know if it's a tradition or not. But in saying when they asked for your names uh, one year for a Halloween cruise, we all wore the Avenger suits and we all gave an Avenger name for them to introduce us. And so we were the Marvel family and <laughs> some of the cast members were like, oh, thanks for saving New York. Um, so, <laughs> so it was it was really cool. So we were all, you know, what name are we going to use? Are we going to use McAllister for Home Alone or, you know, <laughs> but that was, um, you know, it, there's just something there's something magical about that. And, you know, with our friends who were their first time cruising, I went in first to make sure I could video them coming in and, you know, just the smiles on their faces. It's, it's, uh, you know, there's just not, not much like it. How'd you like that? How'd you like that new atrium show? I really thought it it was well done. It, uh, you know, it's short and sweet, but I, I feel like it gets everybody in the mood and you can kind of get into what you want to do for the day rather than kind of waiting for the sail away party and everything else. I, I liked it. I don't, you know, I don't know if they'll keep it or not, but it was a, it was a good touch. And did you, so with a party of 18, did you just take over the atrium as one big group? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, they did allow us, they said, well, are you with this family? And I said, yes. And they said, well, y'all can just go to the same circle. Now we did do separate circles, but uh, the, our neighbors were in the same circle as us. Well, after the atrium show and, of course, the mandatory virtual muster check-in, which I'm sure is a prior cruiser you really liked as opposed to standing out on the hot deck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where Where is the group of 18 head for lunch? Are you going to Cabanas or are you going for a sit-down lunch? So we did Cabanas um, on, the, on the first embarkation. And 
second embarkation, we actually went to, they had it at animators. Um, and we were like, yeah, let's just go have a sit down and enjoy ourselves. But Cabanas was great. They did kind of have, they only had two stations on each side. I think in previously it may have been even uh, more broken up, but it, I actually liked them serving us rather than the self-serve. And, but yeah, we went there and then we kind of get an outdoor seating area and the kids go two bites and then go up to the aqueduct and, <laughs> and, and we sit there and chow down. So, and what, and I guess what was the age range on the kids that you had with you on board? So five was the youngest and 21 was the oldest, which I say kids, she's uh, graduating from college this year. But my niece, she's she loves the Disney cruises, and so she was she was the oldest now, and she was uh, finally twenty one and able to enjoy bars and stuff with us. Nice, nice. So you had, you, I mean, you had kids in the Oceaneers Club, Edge, and Vibe, all 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 the bases covered. Correct. Yep. So my daughter, who's twelve, has a cousin who lives, you know, five miles from us, who's also twelve, and then my eight year old has a cousin who is also eight years old and lives five miles from us. So they're really <laughs> close. And then the, you know, so everybody knew each other. My nephew is 17 years old. And then the only other boy was 10 years old. So, but the 10 year old knows the 12 year olds and the nine year olds or eight year olds. So it, it all worked out. Nice. And they were, and they were probably leading around the five year old everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got she got taken everywhere. She was a little princess. She did Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique one day, and <laughs> oh my gosh, it, you know, I walked her around the ship. Uh, her mom was getting a massage with my wife, and uh, her dad was in the golf simulator with his son. So I was just like, let's walk around the ship and let everybody call you princess and you know, wave to you. So she thoroughly enjoyed that. That's so fun. Nice. So, Brett, what kind of stateroom did you have on board? You guys were all in balcony staterooms? Yeah. So we were all in, I guess it's the family ocean view with veranda. Um, it wasn't the deluxe one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I don't know the category number, but... But pr- plenty of room for you and the family. No uh, no hiccups there? Absolutely. Yeah. You, you you learn all the little secrets of how to you know put stuff under the bed and use, <laughs> use space wisely. You know, we, we take a kind of like a clothes hanger with clips put outside on the veranda to hang stuff up so that it dries. And and so it kind of saves, you, you find ways to save space, but yeah, it, it's, we've never had a problem with it. Yeah, and all the families you were sailing with were all three or four people other than your folks that were a twosome. Yep. So they were, everybody was four except for my, my parents who were a twosome. What kind of activities does a crowd of 18 like to do on board Disney Cruise Line? It sounds like from the beginning of the show, you're saying the first three days are just a madcap race around to do all kinds of stuff. And so what kinds of stuff did you uh, did you do on board? I mean, that's a great question. There's just so much. Per your podcast, we had never done Match Your Mate. My, I took my neighbor uh, with me because uh, our wives were tired and they were like wanting to go to bed. And I was like, all right, look, we're going to Match Your Mate. Even if it's just you and I, we're going to do this. And I've never laughed so hard. We were, we were walking back to our stateroom and I know people were so mad at us because we just couldn't stop laughing. So after that, I told my family, I was like, look, we are doing this together on the Fortnite. Everybody's going that can go. Um, and I was like, I want me and my wife to get on Match Your Mate. And so my older brother was like, we're doing this. Like, we're going to get you on there. So we go in uh, that night and they started with the oldest couple, uh, oldest married couple. And so there was a couple there and you could tell they really wanted to do it. 
they had their family with them and they were like 34 years married. And then my brother was like, well, these two are 54 years married talking to about my parents. (laughs) And the host said, well, you have to be a willing participant. And my dad, who I would never guess would do that. He looked at my mom and was like, if you want to do it, I'll do it. And so (laughs) they ended up having to have a dance off with the other couple. And it was at that moment that my wife was like, your parents are winning this because your dad can dance. (laughs) Um, And and so if it wasn't for the 1820 society who was sitting over in the corner, they cheered the loudest for my parents and their dancing. And so they got my parents got on match your mate, which was so much better than me getting on match your mate with my wife. So. Oh my God, I think that would be the only thing better than being unmatched your mate is having your parents on. Yes, yes, yes. And so my nephew, who's 17 years old, and you know, he wasn't supposed to be there. He's old, you know, he was close enough. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I know this about granddaddy and BB now. I like this is hard to this is hard to look at them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the host uh, the hosts should have like a pre- show warning like if your children of any of the contestants therapy will be provided in skyline right. following right. yeah children or grandchildren <laughs> exactly yeah so they did a they did a great job it was so much fun and they played along with it they won match your mate which was made it even better so the rest of the crews as you all know you know everybody kind of knows you well the last night we did karaoke all the kids did karaoke we all went together and my mom and dad were the only ones not there. And the same person hosting Match Your Mate was hosting karaoke. Well, the 1820 Society was there. And they talked about that 1820 Society on this cruise on the four night was amazing. Um, they got to know each other so well. They were like best friends. Um, they were supporting cast members and supporting everything that was going on the ship. And uh, so we were there. They were singing. We were singing. The host found out that some of our the grandkids were there. And they were, found out that they were you know, my parents, the match your mate winners, uh, <laughs> grandkids. And that as we were leaving that night, the 1820 society gave us a standing ovation as the, the kids and grandkids of, of the match your mate winners. And they said, just so you know, my dad's name is Van. They said, Van's a legend now. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love it. For people listening, the 1820 society is the group or club. It's not, there's not a physical place, but it's a, a group for kids that were really adults that are 18, 19, and 20 years old to kind of meet up and they have activities. They meet up for coffee or ice cream or some kind of activities on board because they don't have a obviously quote unquote kids club for that group, but it creates a way for those young adults to get to know each other and to kind of hang out with one another. But on every ship, you will see the 1820 Society folks at some of those adult-only activities because even though they can't drink, they are allowed in all of the adult areas. Yeah, they were great. They really were. So, so if, I mean, I started off with the big one, right, of Matter <laughs> Um But we... Um, you know, did some trivia. My wife and our neighbors and I were came in third place in 90s music, which, you know, we felt like that was a pretty good showing. We did a rainforest uh, on both cruises. And I tell you, I, I hope they don't change it. It was, and, and it, of course we had 10 adults that could use it. Oh, that's um, so, perfect, right? Because you were on the dream. So you have the bigger, the bigger rainforest room and you have 10 people. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was... It was so nice. It was such a difference from like fighting over the the heated, you know, lounge chairs or not fighting over them, but 
you know, or feeling like, oh, am I taking too much time in the lounge chair? Everybody just, you know, could go where they wanted and take their time doing it. So I, I really hope they keep it the same. But that was a nice, a nice opportunity. Nice. Yeah, I really like the new format for the Rainforest Room. And I, I keep saying this, and I know people are sort of hearkening back to the, well, it was only $15 a day or whatever it was. And that's true. But for what it is, you're getting the equivalent of a spa treatment. So, I mean, you pay that for a massage to have run. Actually, you pay close to that for like a 50 minute massage. So to have run of the place for 90 minutes with as many or as few people as you want, I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing. So yeah, I think my massage was more expensive than that or, or, or at least around, I'm trying to remember I had, I did the, I always do the hot stone massage, which is a little bit more expensive than the, the regular sort of Swedish massage. I kind of, I kind of recall it being maybe slightly more expensive or the same price as the rainforest room. Especially if you have the amount of people, I would say it's, it's definitely worth it if you have four or more because you can split the $175 up between, you know, between yourselves. But yeah, I mean, we did, we, my wife and I also did a cabana's massage on at Serenity Bay. And, I, you know, we paid more for that than we did for the rainforest. And it was just as relaxing. Don't get me wrong. A cabana massage was really nice, but, um, you know, the, the rainforest was, was just as nice. Well, so trivia, rainforest room, match your mate. You're hitting some of our favorites. Uh, anything else? Did you do any like um, of the the spirits tastings or the mixology classes or uh, some of the family game shows? Yeah, anything else that you guys did on board? So I didn't personally um, go to any of the game shows. We our our kids went to all kinds of of that. They kind of are especially because we have you know some older kids and they take the younger kids with them. They they just kind of have free reign. They're like, hey, we're going to this. And we're like, all right, see you later. <laughs> have fun. You know, we'll be in the, you know, Cove, you know, Cove bar. Or, but we did some tastings. Uh, we did mixology, which was a ton of fun. That was at the Meridian Bar. We did, neighbor and I love bourbon, of course, if, you know, <laughs> as I said earlier. And so we did the bourbon tasting, which was in Skyline. And they actually, uh, interesting note, they actually opened Skyline back up outside of tastings. So now Skyline, you can go in there just like any of the other bars in the in the district area. Awesome. We love that. But a tear is running down my cheek because I don't think we have any plans to be back aford a dream class ship. In, <laughs> That's through, true. Through the September. Next, so yeah. yeah, our next couple of cruises are on the wonder and then the magic. So yeah, they were they were kind of getting it prepared. And he was like, yeah, we're, we're preparing it. It's going to open up tonight. So some others did the martini and some others did the mojito tasting. I did not go to those. But and then, of course, I, I really wanted to, but we wanted to show our friends Beauty and the Beast. You know, I, I still love going to that. I don't care how many times I've seen it. Just something about it being able to be in there. And so we we saw that on the, the first cruise as well. I was going to ask because you're preaching to the choir on Beauty and the Beast. I, <laughs> yeah. That is such an amazing show. It's won awards. It's it's like the first at sea show to win a particular theater award that it won. I can't remember the name of it, but it's such a fantastic show. What what other shows were on board or what other acts were in the main stage theater while you guys were on? And did you see Beauty and the Beast twice? Because I imagine it played probably on your three night and your four night. <laughs> We only did it the one time. They also had Believe. And so our kids went to Believe, but we did not. Fair enough. Once you've seen it, 
You don't yeah. need to see it. You don't need to see that one multiple times. But Beauty and the Beast, I've that seen one has not won a prestigious theater award. No, it, <laughs> it's, not, it's not bad. It's just it's just not as good as yeah as Beauty and the Beast or even Aladdin or Frozen or you know some of the other ones. So one of the things that I I will say, and I I never really thought of this until having a five year old on there and watching it with her is that Beauty and the Beast is is very dramatic and there are some scary parts that. You know, for her, she was like, oh my gosh, like this, this just really scared me. But it's done so well. And we found out, and I'll tell you more about Paolo later, but our Paolo server told us that he was actually dating Miss, the, the previous Mrs. Potts. So the Mrs. Potts on our trip was a new Mrs. Potts. And I'll, you would have never have known. Um, it, was, it was so good. Awesome. Well... Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down, <laughs> like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so while we have our preferences, she's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new Genie technology and everything. Like I-, I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there. Check them out. Touringplans.com slash travel. Let them know the DCL Duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. We've talked about activities. We've talked about shows. Actually, before we move on. We need on to talk my- about food. Well, but before we get there, Sam, we've, we've skipped a big component of this, which is this is a very merry time cruise. And oh, yeah. so, Christmas. yeah, two, two of them, in fact. And so, what did you all think? I mean, you, the big gingerbread house in the atrium. I know we had the wafting smell of mulled wine on our, on our cruise. Some Mrs. activities Claus. in the back. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what kinds of very merry time activities did you do? And, and what did you think of the ship at Christmas time? Beautiful first. When you walk into the atrium with the tree and the twinkling lights and, all the garland and you know everything else, the gingerbread house. One thing I will say, and I, and I put this on my card, outside of the atrium and some of the music, you don't get the feel of Christmas everywhere, um, I guess. Palo, you did because you know they had like a big wreath and some things, but it didn't diminish it. You know, Santa was out a ton uh, on in the atrium up on the balcony, and they did story time for with Mrs. Claus quite a bit. We did not go to that, but they had it. I, I thought it was very well done. I love the Christmas music, and you know they played some Christmas mu- movies and and things like that. So we were really impressed. We were impressed when we did the Halloween on the High Seas. So we're trying to hit all of those different holidays, and this one was was just as good, if not better. 
Did you get to meet Santa Claus? We did. We did. I got a I got a selfie with Santa and um, it was a really cool moment. We were coming out of Royal Palace and I had yelled for uh, one of the kids to come and Santa was up and I was like, look, 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 it's Santa. And, and Santa was like, hi, Pat, how are you? <laughs> and so, you know, just the little things of picking up um, and being able to, to know his name made all the difference in the world. Uh, it was cool to see some of the Christmas outfits on the characters. Belle in her Christmas dress was awesome. And, you know, that's, that's another great thing is, as y'all noted in other podcasts, the character interactions, there's so many more of them now. And, and I feel like you may not have that personal with the touch, but you have personal with the way they interact with you. I had a long conversation with Rapunzel. I have a big beard. You know, people on the podcast don't get to see that. And, <laughs> and I, put, I put beard ornaments in my oh, beard. Oh, you do? I've heard. I, you know, I just <laughs> saw it on Shark Tank the other day. Yeah. Oh, but, oh, but Brett, people from the podcast are going to see it now because we need a photo of that yeah, to, uh, to put out the show. <laughs> I will send it in. But I told Rapunzel, she was, you know, of course, looking for Pascal. And I said, well, Pascal did this for me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like that rascal, you know, so some of those interactions were a little more. And uh, she had a long conversation with my mom, who's, you know, 75 years old. And, you know, and my mom got to take a picture with her. I mean, just that was something that was was really magical as well. One of the things I hadn't touched on, and I think probably my favorite thing is not an activity. And I don't know where where it would come in the podcast, but just conversations with cast members in general. I, I, when we left, I said that was my favorite thing. There was a, a cast member in the golf simulator when I went in. We had this, and he actually said this to my wife. He said, Brett and I had this moment, and he remembered me from previous cruises and was like, hey, Mr. Gresham. And, and then we got to talk, and I got to hear about how things were for him during the pandemic. And just, you know, I mean, we talked for probably 30 minutes in there, just catching up, just like we were old friends. And, you know, and then, I know sometimes for people, the servers that come around on the first day asking for, do you want these drink packages? Do you want the beer or the water or whatever? That can get kind of like overwhelming. But I think one of the things is if you find somebody and you connect with them, they're going to take care of you the rest of the cruise. We had a veto who knows everything about our family because my mom shared everything about our family. Um, <laughs> and but by the end, we were like, "Hey, what bar are you going to be at tonight, Avito?" And we would make sure we went there. You know, when we were on Castaway Key, he was like, "Where are y'all going to be sitting? This is where I'm going to be." So you get to know the cast members on such an amazing level. We talked to Gary, one of the lifeguards, and he told us all about what it was like to be on the island during the hurricane. You know, and he was like, "Yeah." So the water was almost all the way up to this, you know, to the tower, to the cell tower, and you know, just kind of sharing about how cast members kind of came together during that time because it was pretty scary. I mean, just those are just things that you get on a Disney ship that you, you may get them elsewhere, but with cast members, it's just on a level that's that's I don't know. You, I feel like unlike any other. We do. We <laughs> you're all probably like this person probably just goes to drink on board. But um, <laughs> I, uh, our, our family, the adults, we get off of Etsy, these little bar crawl things to like hit every bar that's on the ship. And um, and so when we go, we, ha we have to ask the bartender to initial the Mickey ear of the bar. And and so they have so much fun. They're like, oh, have you gotten every bar yet? You know. <laughs> 
And I was all, it took seven days. I was all but one and I didn't get the Vista, the Vista Cafe next to shutters. And when I went up there to get it, it was closed. And I was like, man, I was so close to hitting all of them. So, Well, that's actually a good transition because now I want to know about your day at Castaway Key. And do you try to hit the bars on Castaway Key as a part of this bar crawl process too? So how was the day at Castaway Key? We do not. uh, We we (laughs) haven't done that. Great. We went, uh, we kind of, you know, the little strip between the the water slides and the jungle gym thing, there's like a little sand strip that kind of splits the two. We always try to get right there um, just so kids can go each direction and snorkeling's right there. And so we normally just go and camp out there. Some of them will do, some people will do the 5k and kids are off playing, getting ice cream. We do that. That's another fun thing. We do an ice cream challenge for the kids. And so on our doors, they have a little ice cream cone and they keep marking how many ice creams they had. And so uh, the winner was 44 ice creams. An eight-year-old had 44 ice creams over the seven days. So, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so the kids are constantly going to cookies too to get the ice cream, especially if the banana is on there. So <laughs> yeah, my daughter had 43 and she was so mad because when she went up, ice cream was not open to get her 44th to tie. <laughs> and, and the cruise director actually made a, a good joke about it in the um, during the show of Beauty of the Beast. And they're like, we hear there's an ice cream competition on board. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it kind of made its way around the ship. Well, what kinds of things did you uh, did you get up to on Castaway Key on your day? Um, so the first day it was really windy. So we kind of just hung out waded in the water and, you know, just had some drinks. The kids were just hanging out and playing in the sand, playing in the water. Uh, second day or the second time, it was really nice. And so um, some people were running uh, 5K, the water slides, and a lot of relaxation is, is we kind of take the, the relaxation route on uh, Castaway. We just, we love going to Cookies too and feel, feeling so full and just going back and sitting in the lounger. <laughs> and, yeah. I want to I want to hear about food. Oh yes, food. Food, yes, we missed food. Yeah, so tell us about rotational dining. Uh anything you noticed different from pre-pandemic uh and overall how was uh service, food quality, all of that? Absolutely amazing. Um as always, the first night because of our party, this was the one time when having a large party was difficult. They had a split into two tables, which we knew was going to happen. And so we were in Enchanted Garden and they had us, and when you go in all the way to the left, uh, kind of in those little nooks, but there was a wall separating the two parties. So we couldn't even see the other party. And they that night, they couldn't fix it, of course. Um, but the rest of the time, they were like, made sure that we were, you know, tables together near each other so that we could watch the kids' table. But that, you know, they were great. So that first cruise, we had two sets of servers. Um, so one table had one server, a set of servers, and the other had another set. And they were amazing. We did Enchanted Garden Royal Palace animators on the three night. You know, food. <laughs> It's just, you know, uh, we were talking with our neighbors the other night and they were like, we miss that food so much. <laughs> and and so the, the servers, even with large groups, were able to do a ton of games um, and magic tricks for our kids. Even with the adults, one of the servers, Barat, uh, would bring stuff for the adults to try to figure out. And, and then 
it, it became a big game because we would bring games to them and be like, here, can you solve this? And then they would get other servers in and they were like, oh my gosh, what, you know, what is this? And one of their friends served us at Cabana's one morning. And I was like, do you know Bharat? Because they were both from India. And he was like, we actually come from the same area of India and speak the same dialect. He was like, let's get Bharat. And so we pulled a trick on Bharat, <laughs> he and I. And then he was like, here's a game that you should, uh, or a riddle that you can get him because he's not going to know it. And, and so we did. And I didn't tell him until the last night. And he was every night, he was like, what is it? And I was like, I'm not telling you till the end. <laughs> so, so we had a great time. Our servers were amazing. You know, my mom is one who she was like, no, you come visit us in Virginia. <laughs> you know? We're like, okay, mom, that's probably not going to happen. But so, yeah, great. I don't know how you wanted me to go into to food. I know y'all have your favorites and, and stuff like that. But what are what are some of your favorites? Yeah, I think I think what we I, I, as I was going through my list of favorites, I was like, the appetizers are my favorite. I, the main courses are great, but I, was, I kept listing appetizers from the escargot and the the pasta presets, the tuna tower and the ravioli in Enchanted Garden. You know, those are ones that always you know stick out to us. I'm one that I'm going to get our escargot at least another night. If, if we're only in Royal Palace once, I'm like, yep, I'm sorry. I got to have, have that another night. And then I was asked my kids this question and their favorite was the cookies and cream Sunday was their favorite. Whereas every night, I think my brother who he just turned platinum in his cruises, um, that's why we did the two back to back is so that he could get credit for two because he's going on a 12 night Mediterranean. And so he wanted to be platinum for that. And anyway, he got Grand Marnier souffle every single night. Um, just because. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, Barat and Sebastian, who are our two head servers, each, each cruise, they came over and they were like, they are, they already had it for him uh, every night. Yeah. So, Enchanted Garden now, they have uh, the walk. They have the parade where the characters come through. Right, the Fab Five. Yep. Um, they had the piano player in Royal Palace that was playing. And we sat in the middle there in Royal Palace. And then and then animators, oh, Crush was, it was awesome. And I think, you know, <laughs> the uh, maitre d', he was like, yeah, you know, I know we messed up the first night. We're, we got you a good place for animators. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> And so Crush each time spent a really long time with us and just, we had a blast with Crush and he, there was some people from North Carolina on our trip and also a table beside us was South Carolina. And he was like, you know, bringing the Carolinas together one wave at a time. You know, so <laughs> he asked, uh, my daughter got one of the Crush cups and he was like, is that a little mini me? And my daughter was like, yeah, this is you. And he was like, what do you do with a mini me? And she was like, I drink out of it. <laughs> and his eyes got really big. And he's like, see you later, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. So Brett, any adult dining opportunities for you on board? Uh, you Paolo Remy? Yeah. So, yeah, we did Paolo. Uh, we did not. I've never done Remy. That's a that's a to do uh, bucket list item for us. We waited till the second cruise because we wanted our friends to experience all three of the, the main dining rooms. And so we went to Palo the first night 
of the second cruise. It's everything that you all have talked about is the same. Our server was great. Nicholas from Italy, he was, he was great. We, we, most of us did the prefix menu and then we did get the antipasta plate also because you've got to have that. So, so we added that on, but it was, it was wonderful. The chocolate souffle is amazing. I'm still a fan, probably more of the Grand Marnier souffle, but uh, the chocolate souffle is is just out of this world too. Now, how many of you went to Apollo then? We started with seven of us and five of us were there at the end of dinner. It was pretty rough seas that night. I will say I, because I was so worried about getting everything right, <laughs> I left my pants and jacket at home. <laughs> so, <laughs> And so, you know, I went and I was apologetic. I was like, Susanna, I'm so sorry. That was the, the lady, you know, leading everything up front. And she was like, that's okay. We have pants for you. So just so you know, if you don't have them, they will provide some pants for you <laughs> that you can change into. So yeah, I had some some black pants that I could wear for that. And we did Palo Brunch. So I got to wear them for that. She was like, just keep them for Palo Brunch when you come. <laughs> so, so yeah, I felt pretty mortified that I you know didn't pack what I was supposed to wear for Palo. Yeah, I didn't know about I didn't know about the pants. That's kind of amazing. Oh, they, want, they want you to go, but they they want to keep their dress code. So you, you might end up in a jacket four sizes too big, but you'll be you'll have a jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they had some pants that fit. So. Yeah. Well, um, so Brett, a couple other quick categories of questions we should walk through here. Um, for those of you who stayed on board between cruises, I mean, it sounds like everyone was vaccinated, so probably a pretty similar back to back experience in terms of they send you to one location, get everybody off the ship recheck you in and then bring you back or you didn't have to retest or anything like that? No. So we, so yeah, it was a little bit different. You get a letter uh, the night before that says, you know, you don't have to, we got to leave everything in our rooms and meet in the district lounge. So we met in the district lounge. They walked us off the ship and they kept passing you off to somebody else. There was a group of probably 26 or so, there was like four different families that were doing back-to-backs. And so they walk you to a testing tent and you retest and you have to wait the 45 minutes, get the all clear. And normally at that point, you're able to get right back on the ship. We, you could kind of see them talking and we were like, oh, what's going on? The Coast Guard decided to do a surprise visit to the ship. So that put us behind. We would have been right back on, but that probably stopped. It delayed us about an hour, hour and a half. So we, they took us back to the terminal and we were the only ones in the terminal for about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Nobody else was in, not even concierge would they bring into their little lounge. So we're just had the run of the terminal for a while. Normally what we understand is they would take you just right back on but we actually waited there. They did let the family of the day go. And then we were able to, to go on. They did not re-announce you. They just said, welcome back. <laughs> so they did not. We did not see the atrium show. They just said, go on to... We had to redo the um, muster drill. And then after that, we kind of took some time to do some laundry. They let us back to our rooms. So we, even though the, the little rope was up, we could go underneath and go back to our rooms. We did some laundry and went to animators, like I said, the second time. But, you know, you kind of feel like your royalty is everybody's waiting to get off the ship and they're like taking you off by yourself, you know. I, so I have a follow-up question to that. So because you were on you were on seven 
days, did you have to do disembarkation testing? Or actually, I guess that wouldn't apply because it only applied to unvaccinated people. Yeah, we did not. We did not. The one thing I would say is just a a little tip to people is if you're doing a back-to-back, make sure that you print off your port arrival form and the, the little QR codes we did not, thinking that we would have enough time on cellular data to pull back up that information, I couldn't pull that back up. It was really hard to find. It, it was, I was probably freaking out more than anybody, but they were just like, okay, what's your reservation number? So I was able to pull up an email with the reservation number as they did the new testing. But if you, if you print out those forms for your back-to-back, unless you're getting the Wi-Fi stuff, you just don't have time to get the information you need. Yeah. The the other tip that I sometimes do is uh, if you want to have them on your phone, uh, when you finish your check-in process on either Safe Passage or the Disney site, just screenshot it and favorite it on your phone. And then lots of people go a step further on embarkation day. They make that their home screen for the day. And so then they just have the QR code up. And when they roll up, they don't have to worry about unlocking their phone or anything, especially with masks on. Sometimes it takes a while. And they can just show their their phone and the QR codes are right there. So uh, that's another Yeah, the first time... You know, I had it in my Apple wallet because you can, you know, do that and send it to your, but, and I planned on doing that, but just, it, yeah, it was so hectic and crazy and the Wi-Fi and the cell, it just, it didn't work out. And, and I would say that's another thing we haven't talked about, but the app was pretty awful. <laughs> it's gotten worse. It's not gotten better. It has gotten worse. Like there were parts of the ship where I couldn't use the app. There were parts of the ship where I had paid for Wi-Fi and I couldn't log on to Disney Cruise Line's own website. So yep. It's getting yeah. worse. It's getting worse. It's, and I didn't mind the, I mean, the paper navigator is nice. I didn't mind having to scroll through and, you know, favorite stuff or whatever, or the menus. That was never a problem, but it would kick you out and you would have to log back in and then you would lose all your chats, all the chat numbers you had of your whole party, except for your individual stateroom. And so, you know, for our kids, they kept getting kicked off and then we can't communicate with them because they're not able to get onto the app. So that was the one thing that I wish other than just saying very poor on the little the, the survey, the comment card, it, you, know, you could write out something. But that's the one thing that's so disappointing with Disney is like, you can you can get the technology thing right. Just spend some money for it. Um, Absolutely. Well, Brett, it sounds like a fantastic cruise aboard Disney Cruise. Fantastic, fantastic two cruises uh, aboard Disney. <laughs> and, I, and I and I applaud. I forget if you said it was your brother who was getting to platinum based on his back to back, but that is a great way to do it. A little back to back cruises. Each cruise counts. Yeah, it was that that enabled us, my family, to be gold for our wish in August. So we'll be on the wish, and we'll we'll be gold for that one. So it sounds like a fantastic trip. Loved hearing about the large group experience. Sam, I'm going to throw it over to you now for Rapid Fire. I am speed. Uh, I'm so excited to do Rapid Fire with you, Brett. Uh, Since this is your first time on our show, we're going to do our classic Disney Cruise Line Rapid Fire. But we will start with a couple of your Disney overall favorites. Like who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? Gosh, there's so many. I almost want to be like, what genre? <laughs> I, will, <laughs> I will go. Simba from Lion King has always been my favorite. It's my favorite movie as well as I would say my favorite character. Favorite Disney or Pixar movie? 
Well, so since I use Simba and Lion King, I will go, um, let's see, my next one would probably be Aladdin. And I actually like the live action now more than the animated. During the pandemic, we did a, uh, we watched the animated of one movie and then we, the next night we would watch the uh, live action if, if they had the two of them. And so we had a good time of debating which one was better. Oh, nice. That sounds like a good pandemic activity. I like it. All right. Favorite Disney Cruise Line ship? Well, so this is sad. I've only been on the dream. Oh, so, oh. yes. So, <laughs> so the dream. Going out of port, yeah, the dream. <laughs> going out of Port Canaveral is, is easiest for us. So we, uh, I can only say the dream right now. All right. Your favorite onboard show? I will say Beauty and the Beast. When they did uh, the Golden Mickeys, even though it was somewhat outdated, I loved the Golden Mickeys just because of the variety. But Beauty and the Beast still is, is better. Favorite onboard activity? <laughs> it's going to have to be Match Your Mate now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it has to be that. Favorite rotational dining? So probably Royal Palace, primarily because of the escargot. Mm, yeah, it's a good menu. It is a really nice. That's a good menu. All right. Paulo brunch versus Paulo dinner. Well, so now I have experienced them both and I will have to say Paulo brunch, even without the, you know, the buffet style, we were, they didn't have a prefix at all. And so, um, our waiter was the same waiter as the night before for dinner. He just kept on bringing more stuff out. He was like, you need to try this too. You need to try this too. So, so we got our fill for Paulo brunch. All right. Favorite space on the ship. Oh, wow. The rainforest spa. Without a doubt. Yeah, that's a great one. All right. And bucket list cruise. So if you can cruise anywhere on Disney Cruise Line, where would it be? It doesn't even have to be someplace Disney Cruise Line currently goes. Oh, man. I'm going to have to say two. First, I want to do the Alaskan cruise. We went there on our honeymoon uh, on Princess. I want to experience it with Disney. Um, and then the Mediterranean is, is one we want to do. All right. Well, that was my last question. Love it, Brett. Well, Brett, before we let you go, uh, you mentioned off air that you have your own podcast. I think you also hinted at this when you were talking about your love of bourbon on board. And so uh, do you want to let folks know where they can find your podcast? Yeah. So it is with uh, a friend of mine's media, Ends of the Earth Media. And it is the, the show is called Biblical Bourbon. Um, it is a you know satirical comedy podcast. And uh, yeah, we just have a ton of fun. If you want a good laugh, uh, I would say you can check that out. I'm definitely going to check it out, Brett. Sounds really fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, Brett, thank you again for coming on and sharing your experience with Disney Cruise Line. And uh, the next time you sail, let us know. We'd love to have you back. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be with you all. And thanks for all y'all do with the DCL Duo. You know, it does make a difference in people's cruising, just so you know. And it's just, it's really helpful. And it's just fun. I listen to you just to kind of be like, oh, Disney Cruises, and it makes me happy. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank you all so much for what you do. Yeah, glad we can add a little enjoyment there. And, and I'm glad that our tips actually help people. So uh, <laughs> thanks for yes, that, Brett. they do. <laughs> they do. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing all about Brett's fantastic back-to-back, -back, very merry time cruises. I thought it was really great to hear all the information he had about sailing with a large group like that, especially in a back-to-back -back cruise, 18 folks on the first one, 14 on the last one. So just really interesting information from Brett. Loved having him on. Can't wait to have him back. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from Face SO3. 
who writes, great show. I started listening after booking our first Disney cruise. So when we cruise, I don't feel lost. This show is not only informative, but entertaining. The duo is great and they always have a variety of guests that are fun and full of information. Well, thank you for that review. We really appreciate it. We love hearing from our listeners and the reviews really keep us going. So as long as you folks are out there finding value in the show and listening, we will keep making it. So thanks again for the review. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews so we can read them on the air each week. Love hearing from you, our listeners. So head over there and leave us those reviews. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over and join the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. We also have a YouTube channel over at youtube.com slash dclduo. It's sparse, but there, and we are working to add more content to it every week. So head over there to YouTube, check it out for even more great content. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for helping us to defray the cost of the show each and every month. You can also support the show, of course, by browsing to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.